the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Ross, we're brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join SGPN's group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, June 8th, currently at 11.54 on the East Coast, here to talk about some player props, some serious uh, prop bets for the NBA Finals Game 3, and joining me as usual to help me break it down and give out some winners It's going to be my main man on the East Coast that does it both on and off the court for SGPN. It's Scott Studio Reichel. Scott, how you doing, my man? Doing well. Well, Looking forward to going through another basketball game, which is always nice. So far, the props have been good to me personally. I really was not that involved in game two. Game Mm -hmm. one went well. I believe I went two and one on those, which was nice. Yeah. So hopefully I have another winning day here. Yeah, hopefully so. Um it's always a fun market to get into these player props, especially during the NBA Finals. I think they really try to expand the menu as much as they can, uh, especially by the, uh, you know in the finals markets as well. For the series long ones, we'll dig into those as well as we kind of go along here. So you guys already know the drill, how we do it. We'll give out a few player props that we do like. Uh, we'll talk about some series um, prop bets that we do like. And then just for fun, we'll throw out some first basket uh props as well uh obviously there's no handicap behind those but you know those are always hashtag dgen only uh prop bets as well scott i saw you tweet out yesterday about uh hashtag dgens only on a uh prop bet that you were sweating out early in the game what was that about oh no it wasn't for a game it was for this upcoming game i saw one sports book posted the outcome of the first possession okay and defensive rebound was plus 130 you had like two pointer, three pointer. You had turnover at plus five fifty, and I'm not going to take it. I just said it might be the greatest sweat or twenty yeah. second sweat you could have in all of sports betting. But I understand that people have a death wish when it comes to you know risking their money. But sports books are having the time of their lives making up random stuff people can bet on. Oh yeah, and you know people love those like those fun exotic props where. You know, there's not a very good chance of winning those prop bets. I know I've seen, you know, some people getting lucky about those, like getting those exact final scores and and putting it together like home run uh, prop bets for baseball and stuff like that. But it's I see the tickets on the winning ones, but I also want to see how many of those they are betting um, throughout the week that maybe they're actually up on those prop bets or not. But um, yeah. Let's get into our NBA Finals Game 3 player props first, and then we'll uh, go from there, Scott. So I'll give you the floor first here, my man. Your first player prop for Game 3 of the NBA Finals tonight. So for this one, I'm going to go with a player who really shined in Game 2. It's going to be Jordan Poole, and I'm going to take him over 2.5 assists at around even money. He's recorded at least 3 assists in 3 of the last 4 games. 
He's also played a bunch of minutes. He's played at least 25 minutes in six of the last seven games. And we know that when he's in the game, especially with the bench unit, he has the ball in his hands a lot. And if you look at his matchups against Boston this season, he has recorded three assists in two of the three meetings. So the stats aren't overwhelmingly positive. They're mostly positive, but you're going to give me even money for a guy who's gone over recently and for a guy who should potentially get an uptick in minutes because of how well he played in game two. Even money just seems like very solid value. I think it should be closer to minus 115, minus 120. But I expect Poole to facilitate. I expect Boston to potentially overreact to him because of how well he played in game two. So you might see a couple of messed up, I'd say, rotations when he comes off screens. We might see Looney, for example, open for a couple of dives to the rim. But two and a half at even money seems like a good number to me. I'm going to take it. Yeah, I like the Looney point that you just made there. And we've seen a lot of times, not only in the playoffs, but during the regular season where Jordan Poole has a great first step when he gets to the basket. And then, you know, the help defense comes over and that leaves their big man like, you know, come on, Looney or some of the guys that they use wide open for a layup or a dunk. So, um, and again, when, when Jordan Poole comes in, the ball is usually in his hands to be kind of be that playmaker and 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 score the basketball for the for the Golden State Warriors. But, you know, Two like you mentioned, half. yeah, that's really low, especially when he's like you mentioned, he's done it, what, three out of the last four games? Yeah, for even money. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's guaranteed to hit, but mm-hmm. you're going to give me good value. I'm going to take it every time. Yeah, 100 um, percent. All right. Uh, for my first player prop, uh, it's going to be the gentleman that we had just talked about, and that's going to be Kavon Looney. I'm going to take over six and a half points for Kavon Looney here tonight. And. I think this, there's two ways I I, I, I want to attack this player, but kind of the handicap that I have for it is number one, we know we've talked a lot about the uh, Robert Williams injury, Scott, that his minutes haven't seen. We've seen a, a significant decrease because of the injuries that he's suffering, right? Game two, Emi Yudoka came out and said that he's going to play about 20 to 25 minutes, but he only ended up playing 14 minutes, and I, I'm not sure if that is a result of what Kavon Looney was able to do in Game 2 where he finished up in 21 minutes, 6 of 6 from the floor, 12 points and 7 rebounds for him. But I think that there's been a lot of emphasis for the Boston Celtics where if it's Steph Curry you know, getting to the basket, if it's uh, Jordan Poole, like we mentioned, getting to the basket, that they kind of leave Kavon Looney wide open. And he's able to get those easy finishes around the basket. And I know uh, in game one, he only had four attempts where he only finished up with four points. But I think that was a game where uh, Robert Williams played about, I think, close to 20 plus minutes in that game. And I'm not saying this is really predicated on uh, Robert Williams' status, but I think that it is a factor when you take a guy like the defensive abilities of him off the floor. Um, I think that opens up opportunities for Kevon Looney. You know, all throughout the playoffs, he's done a a really good job of not only rebounding the basketball, but getting points as well for the Golden State Warriors. And we kind of go back to the Western Conference Finals over the last seven games. He's gone over six and a half points in one, two, three, four, five of those games. Uh, Sorry, no. Yeah, five of those games for the Golden State Warriors. So asking him to get seven here, I don't think it's it's a tall task for him, especially the, for the amount of offensive rebounds this guy gets. Um and again, the opportunities that are created for him by the guard play of Steph Curry, Jordan Poole. You could throw Clay Thompson, Draymond in there as well. He always has those easy baskets under the uh, under the rim. So I'm going to go, come on, Looney, over six and a half points here tonight in game three, Scott. Well, I think it also could work out because I know you mentioned how Robert Williams might potentially be limited 
And if he's going to be missing a bunch of minutes and they end up having to use Tice or they end up going small with Grant Williams, then Looney should definitely have a lot of size advantage on the interior because we know that Tice and we know Tice is going to get switched into every pick and roll imaginable on the perimeter. Yeah. And Grant Williams is undersized. So right. if Williams is able to go 14 minutes or 16 minutes, but not get into the mid 20s, then Looney should have a lot of opportunities where he has some size or weight advantage on the people guarding him instead of Robert Williams. Yeah. All right, let's get over to your next player prop of the night. What do you got? So I'm going to go back to the play that I like the most in game one, which cash is going to be Jalen Brown. And I'm going to take him over two and a half turnovers at around minus 125. I know it did not cash in game two. Luckily, I did not bet it in game two, but it cashed in game one. He's recorded at least four turnovers in four of the last five games. He's also played a bunch of minutes. He played at least 37 minutes in eight of the last 11 games. Golden State, very solid of forcing turnovers, top eight in that category. And Jalen Brown went under in game two, only recording two. However, a reminder, Boston got blown out. He barely played the fourth quarter. So he played about 28 minutes in game two. If he ended up playing another eight minutes or so, which is what he's normally accustomed to around that 36-minute threshold, yeah, is it a bold call to say he probably would have had one more turnover in those eight minutes? Uh, not bold at all. Yeah, so I think he went under because of game flow and because yeah. of the fact that he was pulled early in that game because of how lopsided it was mm-hmm. in a game that should be more competitive with Boston being on its home court for the first time in the finals. I think Brown should be around 35 minutes. Yeah, Give me the over and turnovers. I think that number's too low. Yeah, and that's exactly what I want to say, that if he's going to play 35-plus minutes, if you kind of just go through his game log, like he, that that number has really been around. If he plays 35-plus minutes, he's he has at least three or more turnovers. And I think, what about close to 80% of those games? All of, if you go all the way to the start of the uh, Eastern Conference Finals, I'm sorry, the game said he has played about 35-plus minutes. He's had four or, or sorry three or more turnovers in every single one of those games. He's gone over this number and like you mentioned, four out of the last five games where he's had exactly four. And last game, um, you know, the game was out of hand, like you mentioned, where you only played 28 minutes. And if you would have got over, you know, seven minutes, you hit the handicap right there that he would have definitely got another turnover for sure. So definitely this number is a way too conservative. I'm going to be interested to see, Scott, and we'll, I think we'll monitor this throughout the uh, NBA finals here, is that if that number does get adjusted, if he gets another, what, four or five turnovers here in game three, I'm curious to see if that does um, uh, in that number is increased by the books or not, but well, I it, it did adjust well. for game two. I can attest to that because I was okay. checking it for game two and it went from minus 125 to, I believe, around minus 165 wow. or okay. 150. I know it was around there, somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. So it went up a minimum of 25 cents up to 40 cents. Okay. And since he went under, it went back down. But I do think game flow is a big reason for that. Right. So I think the markets now have overcorrected towards the under because of game flow and not because of Jalen Brown's actual style of play. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. Um, for my second player prop here, and this number has moved, man. It was at 22 and a half, but I'm still going to take it. Uh, give me Draymond Green's points, rebounds, and assists to go under uh, 21 and a half here. And, you know, we know that he can get the rebounds. We know he can get the assist. And, um, you know, in the first two games of the NBA Finals here, he's had – let me see. I'm trying to pull up his game log here. Game one, 
four points, 11 rebounds, and five assists, what puts him at uh, 20 total points, rebounds, and assists in game two. Again, the game did get out of hand, but you know he finished up with five rebounds, seven assists, and then nine points, which is right at 21. And I, I think that this is going to be a game where and I'm that conspiracy theory guy where I feel like Draymond's going to get into foul trouble early in this game, especially with Scott Foster out there. Um, and that's not really the whole reason behind the handicap, but I just feel like I think we'll see a better effort from the Golden State or sorry, the Boston Celtics defense. We talked about that in the uh, NBA gambling podcast this morning is that the defensive intensity should be up for Boston like it was for Golden State Warriors in game two. Um, and we talked about the defensive chances that are going to be made, but I feel like this is going to be a game where, where again, they've done a pretty great job on Draymond Green limiting his ability to get the assists. And I think that uh, this, this number is a little tad too high for me. I wish it was still at 22 and a half. But I'm still going to take it at under 21 and a half. Again, I think that this game is going to be a game where I think we'll see some Draymond Green turnovers and he's not going to be playing as well as he had in the Western Conference Finals. Give him um, two technicals. It's Scott a possibility. Foster, get on him. Yeah. So, and again, I think that whole thing is going to be that he's going to be in foul trouble in this game. I think that's what's just what's going to happen. He had six, uh, he fouled out in game one. Um, uh, with six, obviously with six fouls where he ended up getting under this PRA. He should um, have had 30,000 in game two, but they just didn't yeah, call about 25 right. of them. You know, Yeah, and when you had, I think, Tony Brothers out there for game two, call me conspiracy theory guy, but I think Scott Foster out there, I feel like this is a game where uh, Draymond is going to be in foul trouble. So I'm going to take the under PRA, under 21.5 for Draymond Green here, Scott. Yeah, I feel like we know Draymond is not going to contribute much when it comes to scoring. He scored a couple of points in game two, but he barely shot anything from the floor. It was mostly yeah. free throws. Mm-hmm. So if you saw the massive reduction in shot attempts, I believe he had 12 in game one. And he had, what do you have in game two? He had three, four? Uh, fouls? No, shot. Shot attempts. Uh, sorry, attempt. three. Yeah, three. Yeah, he had three. That's what I thought. So yeah. his shot attempts decreased by nine, and Golden State won handily. So I expect Draymond to continue not shooting that much. Mm-hmm. And if he gets to the line less than he did in game two, which is expected... Right. Then the points are not really helping you out with that PRA to go over, yeah. which definitely sets you up in a good spot to go under. Which makes me want to take – should I pivot to taking under eight and a half points then? You can if you want to, but once again, Draymond still got to the line a lot, which means he's still going to the rim. Yeah. And they don't count as field goal attempts when he bricks the layup and he gets fouled. But I do think that the secret to Golden State's offensive success involves less shot attempts by Draymond. Yeah, because boy, he's terrible when he aims the ball at the rim. Passing, yeah. he's not bad, but when it comes to shooting, ever since the back issue, it's been a disaster. All right, yeah, I'll give uh, I'll give up both of those. So PRA under twenty one and a half, and I kind of do like the under eight and a half points as well for Draymond Green. All right, before we keep moving on here, let me tell you guys about WinBet, where you can actually bet on these player props for Game 3 of the NBA Finals. WinBet, the presenting sponsor of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. A lot of great promos they have going, so make sure to get down on win bets. Bet $50, $200 promotion, where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. And a couple of exciting events they have going on, the Ultimate Fantasy Football Experience. Bet $500 on sports or casino before July 31st, 2022. You get entered to win the Ultimate 
fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league, multiple entries allowed, and also a party with DJ Diesel. All users can bet $100 on NBA or casino and be entered into a prize drawing to attend a DJ Diesel performance at Encore Beach Club at night as well as meet and greet with DJ Diesel this summer. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started today. Offer subjects to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in a state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there, and I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper 2 by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose an amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about over-under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to write it out together. Sound what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game, have fun with your friends, and make some money. On your mobile device, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Join our squad and get 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP for, again, that first deposit match up to $100, but make sure to use promo code SGP. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, Scott, let's keep it rolling here, my man. Uh, We gave out two player props each. Let's talk about some uh, series prop bets that we may like to give out after uh, two games have been played in the NBA Finals here. Anything that's kind of stuck out to you in the finals market, it could be anything, um, you know, MVP, series winner, series correct score, outcome, total games, anything that's kind of stuck out to you here? Well, I mentioned it a couple of podcasts ago on the, on the uh, not WNBA, the NBA gambling podcast. I like Golden State minus one and a half games mm-hmm. at around plus 270. Yeah. From what I saw in... Game two, of course, I'm not going to be a prisoner of the moment where I suddenly discount everything Boston's done up to this point. But I just think that Golden State's the deeper team. And Boston, especially with Robert Williams being well below 100%, arguably below 50%, I just believe that Golden State has more defensive counters than what Boston has. And unless Tatum and Brown go nuclear together, I really don't see Boston winning more than two games in this series because Clay's been awful for Golden State, and they've still looked pretty good offensively. So you're assuming at some point Clay will piece it together for at least a game or two. And if that happens, you're just assuming Golden State's going to win those two games. So I'm looking at plus 270, and I really believe that Golden State is just the much better team. And Boston had the very nice fourth quarter flurry that stole them game one. They are getting buried in that game before that. Now, Boston at home, of course, might be a different animal, but so far this postseason, they haven't been. They've, they're five and four straight up at home. So I'm expecting Golden State to take it at least one road game, probably two. And I think Golden State wraps it up in six. So I'm looking at plus 270. That's a very nice price yeah. for the much better basketball team. 
give me the 270. I mean, if you want to go nuts and assume that Golden State 4 owes them after losing game one, mm-hmm. you can take Golden State minus two and a half games so to win the next three games outright at plus 750. But that's a little bit much for me. I think Boston could win a home game here. Give me Golden State minus one and a half at plus 270. I think that should be closer to plus 200, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I like that bet as well. I think that um, Warriors will get, I think, game three tonight. Boston probably counters back in game four. And then getting back to the uh, to the Bay Area for game five. Uh, again, you know, we talked about how good Golden State has been at home throughout this postseason. They have to win two out of three on the road against Boston. Yeah. And, and I think that they're fully capable of doing that, right? And they can. Yeah. yeah. And you talked about it on the NBA Gambling Podcast this morning, is that Boston really doesn't have – that home court advantage because they are what four and four and five or five and four five straight and four. up. Yeah. Five and four straight up uh, on their home floor. So I do like that as well. Um, for me, I picked up Steph Curry at plus plus one sixty five after game one for a finals MVP. Nice. Um, I think the one that does kind of stick out to me right now is going to be Clay Thompson, points per game in under 17.3. And I know this is a bad number now, but I think that there's going to be one of two games in either games five or in the series clinching game that he's going to have a big game. But I think just the struggles are going to continue for clay um, in this series. Um, I, I don't know if it's fatigue or if it's just, I don't know if it's something mental for him or he's just kind of in that funk, but I think at 17.1 where he's only scored, let me see. Uh, you don't see. believe that uh, watching YouTube highlights of his game six is going <laughs> to help him get back on track? Only in game six is going to help him get back on track. Okay. Uh, so far in the NBA finals, he scored 11 points and 15 points. He was averaging around right around 13. 13. Point. Yeah, 13. So um i think there's going to be one of two games with five or six on their home or game five where he does have a great game but i just feel like those those shooting struggles are going to continue for him as well so that's one that i liked um another one that i did like and i can't find it in front of me right now but um marcus 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 smart threes made per game under 2.1 i want to get your thoughts on this one because i know you are not you know I'm a big Marcus Smart guy, right? I know you're. That's why I wanted to ask you about Marcus Smart because you are a big Marcus Smart guy. What are your thoughts yeah. on this one? No sarcasm at all. But <laughs> I think Smart's an overall a pretty good player, but he thinks he's better than he is, especially offensively. And yeah. you're looking at a spot where Smart was a complete non-factor in Game Two. He had probably the peak Marcus Smart game in Game One, where mm-hmm. he just made a bunch of shots down the stretch that he normally does not make. Yeah, but. He doesn't have the ball in his hands that much. That's why I like the turnovers under for him in game one, because it's mostly the Tatum and Brown show and Mm -hmm. smarts being relegated to the stand in the wing guy, take a shot at the end of the shot clock situation. And I just don't see that being a very solid role for him. And I don't see that being a good spot for him to put up big numbers. Now smart has also battled some injuries for the entire playoffs. And he's the primary defender on Curry whatever that means, because they switch on every pick and roll anyway. But the point is, Smart's going to be very active defensively. And we know that he can get injured very easily because of how much wear and tear he puts on himself for the full 48 minutes. So I do agree with you on the unders. 
I wish I could find a percentage instead of an over-under for three-pointers per, because I would just love to take the under and the percentage. Yeah. But I'm with you. I think he'll have a couple of ugly games moving forward. He might have one good game, but he can easily counteract that going one for five from three. I guess the one thing that might be a little bit of a nuisance for this prop is the volume and how if Smart ends up going 0 for 5 in the first half, Mm -hmm. you know he's not going to slow down. Right. Like he can go three for 10 and you get your ass kicked by it, even though he probably should not have attempted 10 threes. So I guess that's the counter. I doubt you could find a percentage. No. I I doubt you can. So I would lean under anyway, but I at least acknowledge that you could get burned because of his extreme level of confidence, which is greater than it ever should be. Yeah, and then one more I wanted to get your thoughts on as well. Jalen Brown to average six point six rebounds is the number I'm currently seeing. I thought um, you're gonna I thought you were gonna say turnovers. Oh, I wish there was a turnover. Over six point three turnovers per game. Yeah. <laughs> six point six point six rebounds per game for Jalen Brown. I think that was another one that kind of stuck out to me. He's been pretty good rebounding the basketball throughout the uh playoffs. I mean he averaged seven point one against Miami, seven point three against the Milwaukee Bucks. And I mean, not a great rebounding series against Brooklyn, but I think that again, a lot of this feels like it's predicated on Robert Williams. Like if he's not going to be playing 20 to 25 minutes, I think those opportunities are going to open up for guys like Jalen Brown and Al Horford. And right now he's averaging 6.5. He's had a rebounding night of six and a seven for the uh, Boston Celtics. I think there's going to be a world where he's going to have a a double digit rebounding game or play close to eight or nine rebounds for the Boston Celtics. I wanted to get your thoughts on the the, the other one that kind of stuck out to me here. I like the over. I agree with you. Uh, He had a seven in game one. He had six in game two. But a reminder, he played 10 fewer minutes in game two. Right. So assuming he would have gotten his normal workload, he might have been pushing eight or nine in that game. So I think you're getting in at a good spot. The clay one's tricky when it comes to points because it's at a series low unless he's awful again in game three. Yeah. So at that point, you might just be buying a little bit too, I'd say, fine of a spot for the clay points. For rebounds, I think you're getting it at the right time because he's coming in off of a game where he had probably the lowest amount of minutes that he's going to play in the series. Mm -hmm. So with the increased workload in comparison to game two, I think he should go over. I think that number's too low. I think out of all of the ones you mentioned, I think the Brown rebound one's probably my favorite. Yeah, that's why I saved that one for last. I feel like that one is my favorite because he's just done a great job of rebounding uh, throughout the uh, postseason for the Boston Celtics. Do you have any more you want to throw out there? Um, well, I'm sweating out one that I talked about with Terrell right before mm-hmm. the series started. I had Draymond to be the leading rebounder in the series at plus okay. 750. And now he's down to around plus 275. Mm-hmm. He's averaging roughly eight rebounds uh, per game and up to this point. I'm not hedging it or anything, but yeah. I'm just going to see what happens. But I figured Draymond would play a decent amount. I wasn't sure if Looney would get his role diminished as the series progressed. We'll see. If Boston goes small, then maybe we will see Looney play less. We'll see what happens there. But I don't really have any bonuses from those. I'm just okay. sweating out the Draymond plus 750 for leading rebounder. And we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, Before we get into some first basket props, let me tell you guys about Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. 
This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free tribal packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And last but not least, we're also brought to you by IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why we at SGPN use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off the yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70%. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. All right, Scott, let's uh, wrap up the show here with some fun player props here. Let's go with some first basket props here for tonight's uh, NBA Finals Game 3. We're going to throw some darts here and, and see what happens. But uh, what do you like for first basket? If you have something else, maybe a possession result, I you throw, throw, we talked about that at the top of the show, or scoring method, anything for a first basket, what do you like? Well, you said the first possession. I mean, if you're going to give me defensive rebound at plus 130, that's the only way I'm looking at it. I mean, that's, right. you're not going to find value on anything else. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> plus 130 for – I don't think people realize just how common defensive rebounds are. Mm-hmm. Plus 130 is ridiculous because teams in the NBA, if they shoot over 45%, that's a good game, which means they're yeah. missing 55% of the time. Yep. Of course, free throws get in the way, but it's the first possession, whatever. But yeah. I look for defensive rebound there, but I'm not actually going to bet that. If you want to go for the first basket, I went deep dive on this prop in game one with Terrell, and I have to pick Celtics players because Kevon Looney might be the worst jump ball center in the entire league. (laughs) So I got to go Robert Williams to win the jump ball, which means I'm taking Celtics players. Jalen Brown's obviously the safe choice. He has tended to be the main first basket scorer. Yeah. For the Celtics up to this point. However, if you wanted to go for my pick, I'm trying to just find lines really quickly on this. Uh, I'm looking at Tatum at around five to one. Okay. Home crowd. He started to get it going a bit in game two. I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up taking the first shot. Uh, besides that, I see that Robert Williams is around seven to one. Yeah. Which I find a bit weird. Because he's not a guy who takes many of his own shots. He's kind of a lob threat who can offensive rebound. Mm -hmm. So I find that number 
low, and I'm not sure if it's low for any particular reason. Maybe they just think that with Williams at home being such a defensive anchor, they'll try to get him an early shot so he stays focused defensively, kind of like the Perkins or Cartwright theory, yeah, where you give bad offensive players an early touch so they stay motivated, like a Ben Wallace type of theory there with the Pistons. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take him. I think the only two I'm looking at are Tatum at five to one and Marcus Smart at eleven to one. That's basically it. I mean, if you want to make an argument for Golden State, you can make an argument for really anybody on the court. But mm-hmm. Boston should win the tip. I'd say there's probably a seventy percent chance they win the tip. Yeah. So give me Tatum and give me Smart and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I was gonna go I mean, I was gonna go chalky here, but it was either gonna be Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. Uh, I feel like Jalen Brown, rightfully so, you know, you talked about as a safe pick, but I think that coming off of that poor shooting night that he had in game two, they maybe want to get him some early shots and get his rhythm going because we know Jason Tatum can get his, um, especially at home. So uh, Jalen Brown at plus 390 or close to four to one. I like that. Um, and the market smart as well, 11 to one. I'll, I'll co-sign that with you as well. It's good value for a guy that you know after only scoring two points in the last game. Yeah. He's going to chuck up shots. Whether they go in or not, it's a separate story, but he's going to yeah. chuck them up. Yeah, and this is first field goal, not first point scored. So uh, a couple of guys that we did throw out there for first basket or first field goal uh, of the game here tonight uh, for game three. Um, that's going to do it for the prop cast. We gave out two player props each. Those are going to be our best bets obviously for the show, so we're not going to identify a best bet. So um, total of four best bets between Scott and I. Uh, for the NBA Finals Game 3, some serious props that we did like, and some fun uh, beer money, pizza money that you can put on uh, some first basket props or first possession result there uh, with the plus 130 that uh, I I like as well uh, that Scott mentioned. But, Scott, anything else you want to get off your chest before we get out of here, my man? Not really. Uh, Looking forward to Game 3. Hopefully it's not a blowout for once. Yeah. But hopefully Golden State wins. I have, of course, a future on Golden State to win the title. I hedged out of it, and now it's really not that big of a deal. I could always just bet another thousand or so on Golden State and still have some rooting interest with whatever. I probably will end up betting Golden State minus one and a half games. I just think plus 270 is way too much value to pass up on. Yeah. Especially if you think Golden State is as good as they played in game two. Mm-hmm. If they can duplicate that performance two more times or so, Boston's not getting to game seven. So I think if Golden State's going to win this series, it goes back to my Golden State in six theory. We'll see what happens in game five, but I think Golden State has a decent chance to put this away before game seven. Yeah, I mean, I, I went with uh, sorry Warriors in six as well. Uh, we, we had the same prediction. Yeah, we had the series. same thing. So uh, hopefully they get it done um, in in six games here. But I, yeah, I feel confident. I just feel like that Golden State hasn't put together a complete offensive performance yet uh, in the NBA finals here with Steph Curry pretty much carrying the weight for them offensively so far. So we'll see how this plays out. But And, and you could always hedge. If you end up yeah. getting to game six, Boston would be favored at home, but mm-hmm. you're assuming it'll be around three money line, probably around what it is tonight, probably yeah. at minus 150, mm-hmm. give or take. Yeah. So yeah, you can hedge a plus 270 with minus 150. No shame in that. Yeah, 100%. All right, that's going to do it for the prop cast here for the NBA Finals Game 3. We'll be back for the prop cast uh, with some NFL uh, offseason uh, player props with myself, Rod, and Dan. So definitely look out for that. 
right, just going to keep on rolling here with the prop guests all throughout the offseason uh, for NFL uh, as well as leading up to NFL. Uh, eventually, we'll get to our division previews and things like that, season-long player props as well. Uh, Scott, thank you so much, my man. You can follow Scott on Twitter at Reichel Radio. Give him a follow. Check out his YouTube show daily over on uh, Winners and Winers uh, with Scott and Scott. They do a, definitely a great job and a lot of winners that they do give out. So definitely give them a follow there. Speaking well. of which, we got to get you back on the show sometime. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had a great time with you two guys. It was a lot of fun uh, just talking sports. Um, yeah, enjoy game three tonight of the NBA Finals. Uh, we'll be back uh, in some form or fashion, like I said. Good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>